1: Hello again, Broncos country, and thank you for joining us on our second episode of the Orange Weekly Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Here at the Orange Weekly Podcast, we're all about football and football only. What sets us aside from all of the reporting is that we do not discuss politics. No one here is a lawyer, just football fans. So you're not going to hear us telling you any stories about what player is sleeping with some other player's mom, only this week's matchup inside the minds of the players and the coaches, and an in-depth look into what you should be expecting this coming week. This week, your Denver Broncos take on the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams are 1-0, and both teams have a great chance to make the playoffs. So this will be the first real big test for our Broncos as we face the killer run game in Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. So without further ado, we'll start the intro courtesy of the Mad Fanatic. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks again for coming on with me. I'm really excited to cover this Denver Broncos versus the Dallas Cowboys game. It is the afternoon game on Sunday, so it should be an exciting game. You know, after the morning games, it'll be it'll be nice to kind of relax and watch our Broncos play in the afternoon against a very formidable opponent at home in the Mile High. So that's going to be super exciting. Uh, are you excited for this game, Matt? I am very excited. I think it's
0: going to be. Um... You know, two potential playoff teams coming at it early in the season, so we'll get a chance to see, you know, what what they have in store for each other. It's Like I said, it's two reputable franchises as well, huge fan
1: bases, so you know you're in for a good game. Absolutely. I told you so. We're going to go ahead and kick this right off the bat with an I told you so. So the first segment of the Broncos Orange Weekly podcast is now called I told you so, where Matt and myself will give you guys A I told you so from last week's game that we called during the podcast if you had listened to earlier. I know you're ready for this one, Matt. Go ahead. I am. Yes,
0: I do. I believe I told you so about the score. I called 24-21 for the Broncos, even though I'm your antagonist. But uh, nevertheless, um,
1: you may now call me Rain Man. (laughs) Oh, we're just going to start with a Rain Man now, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that's where I'm going with it. All right, so my "told you so." Obviously, yours definitely drops everything. Anytime you can call the score of a game like that, that's pretty impressive. But my "told you so" is going to be that the special teams is going to be the difference maker in the game. Obviously, with that blocked kick at the very end. But not only that, our, Isaiah McKenzie had a couple big punt returns that gave us good field position. You know, we they started their field position backed up, so they couldn't get anything going in the first couple quarters. So that was my "I told you so." Who would have guessed? Now that we're going from I told you so, we're going to have to go to the other side, and we're going to call it Who Would Have Guessed? So something we didn't mention in the podcast before, and we saw that we we're really impressed by and we're actually surprised by. So, Matt, would you? what would you not have guessed?
0: You know, I think my my I didn't see coming is the lack of the tight ends for the Chargers. You know, I thought they'd be able to come out on two tight end sets with Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates and match up with the inside linebackers and really cause some havoc there, but I really didn't see a whole lot of that during the game, so I'm I'm pretty surprised about that. You know, I, I, I was hoping to see that, and I thought that Wesson Hunt was going to use it in his play, uh, sort of as his standard play calling, but didn't it didn't look the part.
1: Right, and you even mentioned that Antonio Gates—they might just try to force it to him to get that yeah. that record. But yeah. I think he he had what one catch on the stat line. I think he only had one catch that entire game. So yeah, exactly. All right, my wouldn't I didn't see coming was Benny Fowler. That's something that we have, we've talked about the receivers a lot on. If you follow our Facebook live we talk a lot about the receivers and the depth that we have at receiver and and one that's not mentioned very often is Benny Fowler he really stepped up in the passing game and obviously he had both of our touchdown catches uh, and he really just played really well Uh, everything that was thrown his way he was catching he was diving for balls making very athletic plays very athletic catches so hats off to you Benny Fowler I'm going to give you more credit now from now on and I definitely didn't see you coming but uh, I'll see you for the future brain games Our next segment is going to be our coaching matchup. So this is where we're going to talk about what we see in the coaches and what their schemes are. So we're going to get really into a little bit more of scheme calling here and how the coaches are going to match up against each other moving on to the Cowboys versus the Broncos. So, Matt, Dallas's defensive coordinator is Rod Marinelli. What did you see against the, the Giants with him, and what do you expect for him to do against the Broncos?
0: You know, what I saw from him against the Giants is just a, a very basic defense. You know, we talked a little bit about this before we started here, where he ran, like, a soft cover, too, you know, and and he used his defensive line as the main source of pressure. He sent his linebackers in there a little bit, but not a whole lot. And the corners, you know, they played soft, they played off a bit. I think they they did that simply because... The strength of the Giants is their passing game, and I think they were fearing that uh, Beckham might be there, and Marshall mm-hmm. and Shepard. Like these are v- three very good receivers, and you know the Giants' running game is is really not. It's not very strong, so I don't see why Marinelli would have come in with with a lot of blitz and and run support when he really didn't need to. You know, I think he, he wanted to play a bit safe, want to cover the uh, the big plays and stuff. So that's why he came in with that sort of uh, soft cover two, and he just let his defensive line, you know, put on the pressure, which they did because the the Giants' offensive line is porous. <laughs> they uh, they're they're really not good, so. That's that's what I saw from him. You know, I, I can jump into against the Broncos. You know, I, I don't think they're going to be playing the same style of defense against the Broncos. I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive. Even though the Broncos offensive line might not be the, one of the top units in the league, they're they're still better than average. I think based on the, their play against the Chargers, maybe except Menelik Watson, he uh, he struggled quite a bit. But regardless, you know, they have a strong running game, so I think they're going to be putting a lot more pressure, a lot more bodies in the box, using more linebackers. Like against the Giants, they used Sean Lee and Jalen Smith quite a bit, sort of like the, the two linebackers. But then, you know, against the Broncos, I think they're going to be bringing more bodies in. So his his game plan is going to change a little bit, I think, I'd hope, rather.
1: Yeah, and I I completely agree with you. I think they're going to come in. They have two different types of offenses in the the two. So I I agree they're probably going to come in a little bit different. So on the flip side, what we're going to see from Mike McCoy with that Dallas – defensive coordinator. He does like to run that soft cover two, like you did say. Hopefully Trevor Simeon can can see what they're playing if they're going to be playing that cover two press or if they're going to be trying to play man and take advantage of that. So that's what I see coming out of Mike McCoy against if that Dallas defense runs that cover two. If they do run the man, expect a lot more of deep plays. As you saw against Los Angeles, this isn't the same Trevor Simeon that we've seen in Games of past and games of old last year, he's definitely stepping up and he's he's stepping into the throw and he's throwing a lot more deep balls than he did in last season. So expect if they try to play that cover cover one man press, then we're going to try to take a few more deep, deep shots and let Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders do their things and go up and get the ball. Uh, other than that, though, I think I think we're definitely going to try to pick apart as in the passing game and try to pick them apart with the strong linebackers that the Dallas Defense has. I think we're going to try to stick with the air game.
0: Yeah, you know, I I definitely agree with that one. I looked at the stats for 2016, and the, the Ron nearly had the number 14 ranked defense in terms of yards, the number one in rushing yards, believe it or not, and the number 26 in passing yards. So wow. the strength is really the run defense. So you know, to your point, if if Samian's having a good day, they're just going to keep airing it out because that's the best way to take advantage of these uh, these Cowboys.
1: Yeah, and and I think on the on the other side too, when we played LA, something that I should mention is that. We, when we ran, we ran in between the tackles because of the two mm-hmm. strengths on the outside. Their defensive ends were, were very strong, so we weren't trying to stretch the field out too much. We were running in between the tackles and try to get it towards running straight at their linebackers, and it worked for us for the most part. I don't think we're going to be able to do that against Dallas. If anything, it'll be the opposite. We're going to stop, try not to run in between the tackles and running straight at their linebackers, but try to spread the field out a little bit and try to do a few sprints or a few uh, pitches to the outside.
0: Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that one. But you know, at the same time, like Marinelli, he's been uh, he's been in the league for twenty something years. He's seen it all, I'm sure, and so oh, yeah. he might be predicting that. You know, he might anticipate that. Uh that the Broncos are going to come in and attack the edges because, you know, the defensive line isn't as strong as the charges were. But, you know, so who knows who he's going to react. Maybe he's going to come in with a bit of a, a wider set, um, a wide nine sort of thing with his ends, or he might come in with an extra linebacker. He might play a bit of a bear package. Yeah. Uh, he might even have some sort of hybrid three, four package as well. You know, we don't know. Right. So he, he might be anticipating that, but at the same time, he might not. He might just come in with the same defense because he shut down the Giants and might be a little bit overconfident, and we'll see what happens.
1: Well, we definitely know that matchup between Rod Manelli and Mike McCoy is definitely going to be a chess match, yeah. and I think what we're going to see in the first half for both teams, in the first half is going to be a completely game different game plan in the second half when they go in to make their halftime adjustments because both both coaches are very smart, and both coaches are very good at doing their halftime adjustments to come out and come out the other side. So Yeah, absolutely. That'll definitely be fun to watch.
0: They're, they're well-seasoned.
1: All right, Matt, who's Scott Linehan and what do you expect from the Dallas offensive coordinator? And what did you see against the Giants and what do you expect them to do against our stout Denver Broncos defense?
0: Well, uh, Scott Linehan, he's been the, the OC for the Cowboys for three years now. Although with the Cowboys, Jason Garrett does have a huge impact on the offense. Linehan has been there for a while. He's been coaching for like 28 years. So sort of like Marinelli, he's very experienced. He's seen it all. One remarkable thing about him is he's seen. Uh, he was overseeing the offense in 2015 when they lost Romo and Bryant for an extended amount of time, and they were still. You know, they were able to, in some games, he was able to manage the situation. It wasn't too easy. But he's very, uh, he's bright. He's creative. You know, he's able to to play with what the defense can give him, in a way of uh, speaking. But the, the big, big advantage this guy has is definitely the players on his offense. His offensive line is, you know, remarkable. Like, the, the, the Cowboys' offensive line is probably one of the best units that we may see in, in the history of football. These guys are outstanding. Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott, he, um, you know, he's made to look pretty good based on his supporting cast with his line. And then, you know, that, with that scrub of a running back they have, Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's he's not looking too good, quote unquote, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, he's, yeah, this guy could be a um, generational player, so Linehan has a lot of really good weapons, his receiving core is not bad either, Jason Witten's strong, Des Bryant's always explosive, so he's got a lot of weapons, so I think what he's going to do is he's really going to play on the strength of his athletes. The Broncos' defense is very strong, they play really tightly as a unit, they're very well disciplined. But so does the Cowboys' offense. And I think that you know Linehan's going to just keep going with what works. He's going to stay within his running game. He's going to really pound the ball. Zeke is a good between-the-tackles runner. I think that if he can get past the strong D-line and go up to match up with the linebackers, he's got a really big advantage. I think that's what Linehan Mm -hmm. wants. He wants to get Zeke on that second level and then get him past that and and really try to hit a sort of home run type of run, or at the same time, just sort of go for like a six, seven yard at a time and just keep driving down the ball. I think that's really what he's going to do. I'm hoping they're going to do some more play action against the the Broncos than they did against the Giants. But at the same time, you know, I don't really know where... uh where that strategy is coming from. It's such a strong running game, you'd think the majority of their pass would be play action, but, uh, you know, sort of like a Gary Kubiak offense, but um, nevertheless, he might be building up to that at the same time. You know, these these coaches are smart. He might have been holding back his playbook against the Giants, saving some for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't know. But the Giants... One thing that's interesting to watch is the Giants do have a really strong defense. You know, they took advantage of a lot of key moments. See, They were very opportunistic, but at the same time the, the Cowboys' offense was an incredibly flashy. Like, we were talking again, there was only one touchdown scored. Right. Um, Zeke had 100 rushing yards, no touchdowns. They were 1-4 for four in the red zone, and they were also I think 8 for 15 on third down, right? So it's, yeah. they didn't overall have a great offensive game. They did have 22 first downs, 12 of which were through the pass, so you know, it shows that Dak's going to gang the ball off. He's really, he's, he's becoming more of a quick rhythm guy. Mm-hmm. They're not putting too much on his shoulders. They just want to get him the ball out, maybe his first two reads, and if they're not there, throw it away. You know, that sort of mentality. However, the giants would have 34 minutes of uh, of possession which is going to be key if they can maintain that sort of possession time against the broncos it's going to really help them win this game because they're powerful when they have the ball with that running game you know it's it's very really yeah. unpredictable when they can get a key first down or when they can uh, get key yards or even score a touchdown so we'll see what happens it'll be a very interesting game i think that you know Linehan is really going to build he's going to prepare the offense to come in and just sort of Negate the Broncos' defense. You know what I mean? I think they're going to come in here and the the game's going to... Those two units are sort of going to... They're going to balance each other out. You know, they're each going to have a couple big plays. They're sort of going to negate each other's presence within the game. And then it's really going to be up to the the Broncos' offense and the Cowboys' defense to make the win. You know what I mean?
1: So something that we saw against Los Angeles, they did a lot of chipping and a lot of double-teaming and sometimes even triple-teaming Von Miller. Are we expecting Scott Linehan to have kind of the same game plan or do you think he's going to be able to trust his tackles to be able to hold von miller on those certain passing situations
0: if if von miller's going to be playing the right outside linebacker or defensive end whatever the uh, the formation is i think it's gonna be one-on-one with tyron smith okay you know tyron smith is the same caliber of player as von miller is this guy's a constant pro-, pro bowler he might become a hall of famer one day he's he's physically built like You know, like nobody else. He's an athlete. I think, you know, if if he's one-on-one with Von Miller, I think Linehan is more than confident on leaving him there. And even on the right tackle, Lael Collins. I mean, this guy was supposed to be a top-ten pick in the draft, and he had this weird little scandal that came out, and he went undrafted, and he chose to go to the Cowboys. Like... You know, basically have a top ten talent at right tackle right now, who's had a year and a half or two years or something like that on the bench. Yeah. You know, so this they're they're developed. So, I think you know the this offensive line is very capable of going one on one with Broncos defensive line and their linebackers. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a good advantage for the Cowboys. By the same time, you know, Jason Witten's I'm sure is is in there able to chip you know just help with the block and then release to go catch a pass same with Zeke Zeke is a great pass blocker yeah. if you have a chance to you know for for all these listeners to watch him pass block it's amazing he's built like a linebacker and he he plays like one too and he's pass blocking so it's it's pretty remarkable i think that Linehan's going to trust his line very much so that like the, like we mentioned last week the Chargers line they're not outstanding you know they're nothing compared to the the Cowboys so they have to double triple team they have to do something to help protect against Von Miller and and these athletes but I don't think we'll see that with the Cowboys
1: at all right so something that we saw against LA with Joe Woods is that we had Shaquille Barrett while Shane Ray is injured we had Shaquille Barrett on the other side he got our lone sack which was nice to see because there was almost a double slash triple team on Von Miller on the other side and Shaq Barrett just kind of got down around the outside and kind of blindsided. Philip Rivers which was good to see that we have that double pass rush but you're right I think the Dallas offensive line has very tough and a very good pass block and they should be able to hold us for the most part but I don't see them counting Von Miller out if they do one-on-one with him I feel like one out of five plays Von Miller is going to win that one still better for the offense as far as percentage wise but I do see Von Miller stepping up and having a bigger game this week as opposed to you know getting double to triple teamed against Los Angeles so you're definitely going to see a different game plan from Joe Woods this week than you did against Phillip Rivers and that offense last week. Now, a lot, something that I noticed, and I one of my early calls here, is I think Joe Woods is going to under center, he's going to stack the box a little bit more with Darian Stewart, and I think they're going to try to shoot a few more gaps and try to throw a few more blitzes from the linebacker point of view when they're under center. When they're out of gun that's when they start doing some play action, but they definitely don't have the explosiveness of Ezekiel Elliott at a gun. Get, Elliott likes to get the ball from under center, so he has that downhill mentality and that downhill momentum going into un, under, in between the tackles. Now, sometimes they'll spread the ball out, but if they try to spread the ball out, you know we have amazing corners that can come up and tackle, and we have guys that can spread the field like Von Miller and Shaquille Barrett. So if they try to stretch the ball, I think we're that's where we're going to get them. So I think they're going to try to attack us in the inside under center. And don't be surprised if Joe would starts sending a few blitzes here and there to try to plug holes, fill gaps, and make sure that, that where he wants to go isn't where he goes and he can end up in somebody else's hands.
0: You know, I'm an old offensive line guy, so I, I like – this part of, you know, talking about these things. Mm-hmm. And one thing that uh, we did mention earlier about Marinelli versus McCoy, it's going to be a chess match. I think uh, Linehan versus Woods is going to be almost a game of, it's going to be a game of numbers. Who can outnumber each other in the box, right? If they send a blitz, how are they going to pick it up? If they don't send a blitz, how can we get that extra blocker in there to get that extra yardage? So it's going to be very, very interesting. It's all going to be uh, almost a game of math between those two guys, whereas the other guys we be playing a game of chess. So it's going to be uh very coach-driven game, I think.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I, I think with our defensive backs, we're going to be able to trust our guys going one-on-one. I trust either Chris Harris or Keeb leave to go one-on-one against Des Bryant. I trust Roby to go one-on-one against Cole Beasley. And I think, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a game of who can stack the box more on the other end. I think it's going to be more who can have more guys in the right spot at the right time. So if we stack the box... Are they going to try to run it to the outside and while we're trying to send blitzes to the inside? So where it is going to be sort of a chess match, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be a lot of player personnel moving players around and putting them where they need to be when they need to be there to be able to stop that run of Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Absolutely. I think we're, uh, we're about to get ready for a very defensive game, which might not be as entertaining as an offensive one for, uh, the, the, you know, quote unquote average fan, but it's, uh going to be a very, very good game, I think, for those who really enjoy
1: watching these teams. Absolutely. And I, I think the other thing, too, on both sides, you're going to see a lot of mixed play calling. So I know you mentioned they split it up, you know, but Prescott threw for 39 times and they ran 31 times. So it's a pretty 50-50 even split as far as mm-hmm. the run pass split goes. And then the Broncos, almost on the same end, we passed 28 times and we rushed the ball 36, so. Not as much of a fifty fifty uh you know ran it a few more times than we than we passed it, but for the most part they there was lots of different play calls on both sides so the offense is gonna need to get something going and try to confuse both both offenses are going to try to confuse the defense and try to throw some things that they're not expecting at them so like I see like you said it's gonna not, may, may not be as as interesting of a game and some of the play calls might seem weird at times, but again it's all gonna be about throwing off the defense and that's what it's going to come down to is the Mm -hmm. big plays someone's going to get that big play that the defense wasn't expecting and that could be the difference maker
0: yeah yeah there's two young quarterbacks as well too so i mean watch the coaches try to confuse them and, and put them off their game key players
1: Moving on from the coaching matchup, we're going to talk about key players to watch. So who are your key players on the Dallas side that the Broncos need to watch out for? And those key players, if they have a big game, you think that the Cowboys are definitely going to win this one?
0: Well, I mean, we, we pretty much mentioned all the key players for the Cowboys here. It's it's clearly Ezekiel Elliott and the offensive line. Um, on this line, you have Tyron Smith, Jonathan Cooper, Travis Frederick. Zach, Martin, Lyle, Collins, these are five first-round pick guys. Except for Collins, I mean, there's an asterisk there, but he was a first-round talent. So, you know, imagine coming with five first-round offensive linemen who have all proved (laughs) themselves to be good. Cooper, he broke his leg his rookie year. He's been, you know, I think it's his third team that he's on. He went from the Cardinals to the Pats, now the Cowboys. But, I mean... To be the the number five guy in this league, you know, on, on this line. Sorry, it's it's still good. He's still very good. I think he's in a good spot. So, I think those are really the key players to watch. This these guys are going to make or break the game on offense for the Cowboys. Zeke is, uh, like I said, generational, and you know he may he may take this game away. Um, another guy, another guy to watch too is Des Bryant. He didn't do a whole lot against the uh, the Giants. I remember seeing him get one big play, but that was about it. Um, Des Bryant. I don't think he's necessarily in the best situation for him personally. He's in a run-based offense, and he's kind—he of, kind of has to wait for those home run uh, hits, home run passes. But you know, uh, him being matched up against Akeem Talib and or Chris Harris, it'll be a tough day for him, I think. However, he does have the potential to really go off. So uh, you know, he's one guy to watch there on the offense. In terms of defensive players, Jalen Smith, I think he's—he's he's the player that the Cowboys have been needing for the last couple of years. The Cowboys haven't really had a a spark on defense ever since DeMarcus Ware left. You know, once he left, they, they changed their formation from a 3-4 to a 4-3, and then they right. changed their personnel. Last year, they had a very weak defense. The year before, it was even weaker. You know, Jalen Smith was drafted in the second round. The, he, he, you know, he was sought after quite a bit, but you, he completely destroyed his knee in college playing for Notre Dame. And he's back, he's healthy, he looks bigger than he did in college. Like, he's got this huge upper body now, and he's as fast as he was. So, like, this guy has the potential to completely take over a game on the defensive side of the ball. So, hopefully, you know, he's he's going to be uh, up there. He's definitely somebody to watch. And same with Sean Lee. Sean Lee is, um, you know, he's always a very solid linebacker. Unfortunately, he's been hurt a lot in his career but last year he got 145 tackles in 15 games i mean that pretty much indicates that he's That's you crazy. know the defense for the for the cowboys so i think with him being paired up next to smith they have a good chance to kind of alleviate pressure from the defensive line and from the cornerbacks as well. So I think those are two guys to watch. And then uh, lastly, Byron Jones, he's a great safety, incredibly athletic. Last year, he had 88 tackles, 10 pass deflections, one pick and one forced fumble. So it's a guy who can really do everything Mm -hmm. um, for this defense. So I think, you know, uh, as opposed to the Chargers, who really had their strength in their defensive ends and their corners, the Cowboys have their strength within their linebackers and their safety. So I think, you know, those those are, for me, the, the the players to watch during this game.
1: Right. And I like what you said about Jalen Smith, too. Yeah, he's a young guy in his second year now, and he had an amazing game against, I mean, a lot of the stops and a lot of the big, uh, you know, stopping the run was him against the Giants. and. It's one oh, of those yeah. things that I know a lot of Cowboys fans, as much as I hate talking to them, um, they're, they're <laughs> very, very happy to have that guy back there. And I think that's something that we're going to have to watch out for uh, on our offense. We're going to have to solo him and try to get, maybe have to pull in that fullback so that we can lead in and make sure that Andy Janovich can block him out of the way so that we could just hopefully spark, a co- you know, getting under the second level. But as long as he's there, it's going to be very hard getting to that second level.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think one thing I remember reading in the off season about Jalen Smith is Ron Marinale said he's hungry, and that's something you can't coach, that's something you can't teach. It's sort of an inner desire that you need to have to be a dominant athlete, and Jalen Smith has it. I mean, this guy, he almost lost his ability to play football completely, so imagine being given that second win, that second chance to yeah. to be the number one guy. He's, um, he's going to be flying around the field. It's going to be really exciting to watch him.
1: Oh, Absolutely on the Broncos side, I'm going to name some people that did very well against LA and that I, we expect more of the same. And then I'll name a couple people that maybe didn't have a great game, but we need them to step up in order to have this game. So, Obviously, on the offensive side, Garrett Bowles, the rookie, had an amazing game, and not only an amazing game with the run and pass block, but he had an amazing game deeper down the field, and I'm sure all of you guys listened, remember the play where Emmanuel Sanders caught it on the right side of the field, switched gears completely, ended up all the way on the left side of the field, and Garrett Bowles was still blocking a guy 15 yards down the field. I think, that was a, I think it was a second and 20 or something like that after penalties, and Garrett Bowles is still fully part of the play and blocking the guy downfield, which is really refreshing to see. He has that energy. He has that power and he definitely played really, really well against the chargers. So expect more of that from him and expect more of that for the future. I I was talking to a friend of mine. He was saying that, do you think Bowles is are left tackle of the future? And I completely agree with him. If he can keep this up and he can keep that momentum and and keep the penalties down, he's definitely in the left tackle of the future. So keep an eye out for him, especially against this, the linebacking core and the blitzes that we're probably going to see from Cowboys. Other guys, Max Garcia and Alan Barbary, they switched in and out, and they were rotating in and out, depending on the package that we were throwing in, so expect a lot from them. They they actually played decently on the left side. You didn't see too much going on from the left side. It was that right side, Manalik Watson, that kind of broke down. So expect the right side to try to get a little bit more help from the running backs in the pass game, and expect us to kind of focus a little bit more on that side, too. Other people to watch, obviously, C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson had a pretty decent game, didn't get any touchdowns. However, he did have a very good run game. For the most part, our run blocking was doing very well against that Chargers defense. It was nice to see. It was nice to see. Other than the one Jamal Charles fumble, which... It was just a great play by the defense. Our running game was doing really well the entire game. So expect to see more C.J. Anderson. Expect to see a couple big breaks. And hopefully, like I said, against that linebacking core of Cowboys, hopefully we can get to that second level. And if C.J. Anderson's in that second level, or even Jamal Charles, expect it to be gone for a touchdown. And obviously Trevor Simeon on the offense. Uh, he's going to have to turn this team. He's going to have to make this team, this offense, his. He's going to take it. He's going to have to drive it down and do what he did against San Diego in the first three quarters just drive the ball make sure that we get it into the end zone we were three for four in red zone and the one other time that we made it to the red zone we got a field goal the other time that we missed the field goal we hadn't quite made it to the red zone but that was definitely something we should have done and we didn't but for the most part we're doing much better than we did last year as far as capitalizing when we get into the red zone so that's all Trevor Simeon and it's something that we're really excited to see on the defensive side, we already talked about Von Miller. Obviously, Von Miller is our main man. He's our go-to guy every week. So expect him, if they are going to one-on-one him with the right tackle, expect him to have a better game than he did last week. I uh, Expect him to have a huge game, maybe a couple sacks. I can even see with the pressure that he was giving Phillip Rivers, I can see him giving the rookie some pressure, and that rookie is going to want to try to take off. So um, that will go on to my matchups to watch a little bit later, but look out for... Both Justin Simmons and Darian Stewart, um, you know, Justin Simmons played really well at strong safety, and Darian Stewart, free safety, ended up coming in big. And they were kind of flipping in and out, and who was playing who, and it was really nice to see. But watch Darian, watch out for Darian Stewart and Justin Simmons in that safety role. Obviously, without mention, we don't have to mention to keep to leaving Chris Harris. I think they're going to do a great job. Bradley Roby going to do a pretty good job. He he actually played really well, other than the one pass interference call. Bradley Roby had a really good game against a, a very aggressive and well-coached quarterback and receivers of the Los Angeles Chargers. Bradley Roby had a really good game, so expect more of the same from him. People that I want to see step up a little bit more, Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis. So Todd Davis was the one, I'm not sure if you remember, Matt, but he was the one that had the huge fourth down stop when it was a fourth down. They loaded the box, we loaded the box, and he just shot the gap. As soon as he saw it open, he shot the gap, stopped him on fourth down, and we need to see more of that more often against the Dallas Cowboys. We need to get – contact with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield so that we can swarm the running back once we get that first contact and I think Todd Davis and Brandon Marshall are the guys that need to do that and I think if they have big games we win this game and the defense beats that offense up and down the field if they have big games that they can do what they did against the Chargers in the first three quarters one on one all right so now that we talked about our key players Matt what are your matchups to watch like what matchups do you think are going to be the key matchups that may even change the game, that may flip this game one way or another.
0: I would definitely have to say that Cole Beasley versus Roby is going to be a very key matchup to watch. Beasley had that crazy behind-the-shoulder grab. He also had a lot of key sort of quick passes thrown to him that he just you know needed to get out of bounds or needed to get that first down or a bit of yardage. He's a very solid player, and he's always has been. I think he makes a great slot, so I think him versus Roby is going to be very interesting to watch. If he goes off today, he could be the make or break for the Cowboys passing offense. With Brian versus Tlaib and Terrence Williams against Chris Harris, You know it's going to be probably the, the best chance for for Dak Prescott to get the ball off. It's either going to be Witten or Beasley, and I think it's going to be Beasley to, uh, on Sunday. They have quite a bit of potential there. And then also uh, another sleeper to watch, like I mentioned, it's uh, Jalen Smith. If you look at her a little bit around the league on depth charts, he might seem a bit low on the depth charts, but he could make or break this game. He... And I'm picking him, him matching up against the Broncos' run game. Like like you just mentioned, that that guy for the Broncos who shot the gap and, and got the stop on fourth down. Right. Jalen Smith could be flying around the field, start from the middle, and then run right outside to stop a stretch or even go out to cover a slot or a tight end and come right back into the box to make a tackle from behind the line of scrimmage. He's got that potential, so he's really somebody to watch. And Simeon's going to have to key on him every single play he's on the field because it could be a big difference maker.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree with both those. So my two make or break this game is Darian Stewart versus Ezekiel Elliott. I mentioned a little earlier that I think that especially if we go man, we're going to have to have a spy on Ezekiel Elliott because I feel like that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to do some of those screens, the quick running back screens, and they're going to try to get him out into the flats to try to get him the ball in his hand in open field, especially if we are stacking the box. If we're going man for man in the box, they're going to try to get him out to the outside. And I think Darian Stewart's going to be the guy that they're going to man up on Ezekiel Elliott each time. So if Starian Stewart can be able to cover him, not only cover him, but be able to hit him as soon as he either gets the ball or before he gets the ball, to make sure that we minimize him in their offensive game plan, because we do know that that's, he's a big part of their offensive game plan. If we can take out you know half their game plan, as we saw you know through 29 times Ezekiel Elliott ran at 24. So if we can take away 24 carries for one guy or 24 times somebody touches the ball, then that's you know a very good start to this game and we can take care of the rest so on the other side i want to mention is demarcus lawrence who is the defensive end for the dallas cowboys and i know you mentioned him first manalik watson so manalik watson did not have a great game in the passing game against the los angeles chargers so we need him to step up obviously he was an offseason acquisition that we had and we have high hopes for him and he definitely did not step up against the los angeles chargers maybe he's got some jitters maybe he's just not used to it yet or whatever the case is but expect our offensive line coach and mike mccoy to sit with him and try to get him back to back to being tough so and demarcus lawrence he's not a he's not a scrub he definitely had he had two sacks against yep two sacks against new york which is already more than we want against us so expect him to expect to watch that if manalik watson can win that 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 battle every time and Marcus Lawrence gets no sacks or no pressures on the quarterback, then we win the game. I a hundred percent believe that because we have, that gives us a little bit of time to make the plays. And I think our outstanding receiving core is going to be able to beat the I wouldn't say no name, but I'd say, you know, not the greatest defensive backs in the league against in the Cowboys defensive backs. So if we can get the time, if we can get that extra half second and Manalik Watson can help us give us that, then that's, what's going to happen. So expect that to Marcus Lawrence versus Manalik Watson. I'm going to be watching that real closely. Yeah,
0: hopefully not too closely. You might get uh, you might eat your words there.
1: <laughs> so, but the other thing too is uh, you know Ronald Leary. We still haven't heard at the time of recording this podcast. We haven't heard whether or not he's going to be out. I assume that he probably will be out against his former team. Hopefully not. Obviously, he's a big part of our offensive line. If he is out, want to watch that right side of the line a lot more, especially in passing situations with our backup, who is Billy Turner. He's the guy that. Filled in for Ronald Leary when he did go out in the game against LA, so expect that to be something to watch out for if if he is out. Now the other thing too is we ran it behind Leary a lot. We like to run behind the guy because he is a big man. He can push guys around. He can really make something happen for you. So if if Ronald Leary is out, we're probably going to switch gears a little bit and try to run probably behind the rookie Garrett Bowles. Try to get Garrett Bowles involved a little bit more and try to run behind him a little bit. So that's something definitely to look out for as far as the injury front goes. And then on the other side, we don't. Everybody keeps talking about this: is whether Ezekiel eight going to play or not.
0: You know, if Zeke doesn't play, you know they still have uh, they still have some good backs. You know, twenty four carries and a hundred yards. That's you know close to uh, five yards a carry. That's pretty hard to replace. That's not a system thing. That's a, a man thing.
1: Either way, it's going to be a tough game for us. And. You know, the Broncos really going to need to step up. And well, the other thing, last thing I'll mention before we get on to our predictions is that we are still getting no love from the league or no lug from the NFL.com or ESPN.com writers. So, you know, we beat the San Diego Chargers, and I'm pretty sure ESPN even pulled us down nine spots. And the Cowboys are ranked in the top five in most of those polls. So, this is definitely a statement game for the Broncos, and we really need to step up and win. If we can win by more than three points, it'd be nice, but just getting walking out with a W is definitely going to be huge momentum going into our last two games before the bye week.
0: Yeah, so I'd just like to say the same thing about the Cowboys. You know, they they beat the Giants, but it was kind of an easy win. They really dominate them, not on the scoreboard, but across the field, and this is a big game for them as well. You know, they're coming in, playing, like we mentioned earlier, a potential playoff team, a potential AFC West champion. So, you know, Cowboys need to make this a statement game as well. Uh, They need to run the ball. They need to play their game, especially on the road. So, you know, I'm excited to watch this one. It's going to be a hard-hitting game. It's going to be a very disciplined game. And it's going to be all about the athletes and how they match up because both these teams have great coaches, they're sort of gonna, you know, cancel each other out in a sense of the words So it's whoever is hungry who wants to do it. You know, the, the Cowboys do have a softer secondary, but they got strong linebackers and a defensive line that could be very underrated this year. Their their tackles are Malaya Collins and Stephen Pea, and they're both around six foot, about 300, 305 pounds, which means that. You know they're lower the ground and they're aggressive. They got that good leverage, so they're those guys are the worst ones to beat. Like showing up and you have some big six, seven, 230 hundred thirty pound man in front of you, that's a breeze for most offensive linemen because you know you get under his pads and you just push him back. But these shorter stockier guys, they're a pain. So if, if Leary's not there, you can expect a lot of pressure up the middle mm-hmm. and maybe even a, a couple key plays. So it's going to be a, a must win for both teams and a very exciting game to watch for sure.
1: Right, I hundred percent agree with you. Rain Man this week. Now we're going to move on to our predictions. So obviously, Mr. Rain Man over here called last week's game. to, to On the tee, he called the 24-21 game. So what's your uh, Rain Man prediction this time?
0: Rain Man prediction this week, based on everything I've seen, based on all the matches I dropped on the ground that I'm counting, <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'd like to say that I'm expecting... Two scores from the Cowboys and probably three from the Broncos. I'm going to call a 21 17 game, probably for the Broncos. If the Cowboys do come out and win, though, I'm looking at maybe like a 28 14 sort of win where they okay. really come out hard. Yeah.
1: My prediction, I think, I, I think that the inability to punch it into the red zone of the Dallas Cowboys is going to play a role in this game. And I think that the ability, the newfound ability to punch it into the end zone for the Denver Broncos is going to play a role. I think that on stats, I think the Cowboys are going to control the clock, and I think they're going to control the ball better than we will. However, I think at the end of the game, it will have maybe because of the inability to get the ball in the end zone, especially with our our stout defense, and especially when we, they get down to the red zone, they're going to have more rushing yards, and I think they're going to have more all-purpose yards. But I think we're going to end up coming out of this game with a with a win. I think I'm going to go 27-23, 20, I think is going to be the finals. 27-23 20, or 27... Nineteen, maybe, but maybe one or two touchdowns total for the entire Dallas Cowboys offense. You really want to tell me eh? next week that you got the score right? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say as many numbers as possible so <laughs> that I works. can find that one clip that I said that that <laughs> that score. But no, I think my final awesome. my final answer is gonna be 27 to 19. I think is gonna be the final score. Sounds so. good.
0: Who do you think on the Broncos? Who's gonna score the game
1: winning touchdown? Game winning touchdown. I you know who I want it to be, and I think it might be, is is gonna be because of the inexperience of the Dallas Cowboys corners, and I think it's gonna be Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas needs a win. It's been a while since he's got that big big win. He had a couple big catches for us, but he hasn't really gotten that big game winning like momentum booster. Mm-hmm. So I really want it to be him. I want him to break out a big a big catch and run, you know, get a lot of yards after the catch. But I also want to see him get a big deep ball, just beat the guy off the line have a nice catch get to the end zone and and get his confidence back up because you can see what he does when his confidence is up and that will definitely be huge especially against a very talented cowboys team for him to to put us in the lead to to kind of take it away i think that'd be the great that'd be great
0: I think the Cowboys is going to be Dan Bailey, the kicker, who's going to kick the game-winning field goal. Oh, you think Dan I think Bailey's, Bailey's going to beat yeah. us
1: with the with the game winner, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where it's going to come from. Uh, you know, Chris Jones, the holder, and LP Ladoussard, representing us Canadians in the NFL is going to have a good snap, good hold, boom, kick, <laughs> win the
1: game. That's what I'm calling. Had to, had to throw a shout out to the long snapper, huh?
0: Whenever there's a Canadian, especially a long snapper in the league, listen—we got to talk about
1: him. <laughs> there's, there's very few, far between. So, <laughs> famous last words. All right. Well, are there any last, last few words or last piece of advice that you think we should look out for this coming Sunday?
0: You know what, it's gonna be a great game, could very well be game of the week. I would definitely you know, take the time to sit down and watch it. And I wouldn't necessarily watch it for the highlight reel. I'd watch this game, you know, purely for the matchups with Tyrone Smith, Von Miller, with Menelik Watson and Demarcus Lawrence and and also, you know, how these quarterbacks are gonna come out and play. I think both of them are gonna come out and play a very tight conservative game. They're gonna try to avoid turnovers as both are you know, they don't turn over the ball like Dak Prescott had what, four interceptions last year? Same with Simeon, he's not a guy who's gonna come out and 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 throw throw these these risky balls you know so it's the game is going to be very conservative but it's going to be based on discipline strategy and it's going to it's gonna be a great game for football fans not necessarily entertainment fans so definitely want to watch
1: thanks again matt definitely appreciate all of our talks and conversations hope you guys enjoyed it as well and we will catch you guys next week
0: sounds good guys take it easy